Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew. And as always, I have my two little friends and two little black boxes. I got Ryan. Almost burped. Almost ruined the whole thing. Ruined the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and Scott. Certified freak. Seven days a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Throw it mm-hmm. back. And I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but you know. <laughs> we are, I just know Ben Shapiro is real mad about it. <laughs> there are some yes. nerds in this house. I mean, there's some nerds. Yeah, yeah. there's some nerds in this house. Uh, yes. So we deeply apologize for the uh, push, like delay of the episode. Scheduling was an issue. We couldn't get together. It's my That's- fault. I just didn't feel very good, so I didn't want to do it. It's okay. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. I had things to do. We we we'll make up. We'll make up for it. I promise. Good patron you, you content. Got, you got your content. You got yeah, your you, dollop of content. Yeah, one one dollop. Mm-hmm. You want some more? Yeah, you want some more of that particular content? It's pretty good. I can say I can say the Star Wars from my own, by my own opinion is actually pretty good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You time. guys got the extra episode of Star Wars. Uh, if you liked it, please become a patron and listen to the rest of it because it is really a lot of fun. Um, plus, you're going to get in some new content coming up here soon because I was at Dragon Con. They did the virtual con and stuff, and I was on two panels. One specifically was presented was Polyhedron Presents, so you'll be getting that one on this feed sometime in the near future. So look forward. To wait, that. wait, wait, hold the hold the yeah, fuck no. up for, for one second now. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, Polyhedron Presents? Yeah, yeah, that was the name of the panel, Polyhedron Presents. Uh, rolling up an actual play—that was the nature of the yeah, show. Now, now you see, Ryan, why I was a tad, tad bit upset. Oh, I didn't know our name was in it, and we weren't invited. That's oh, no, no, oh, 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 okay, okay. Let me clarify. We're going to be—I guess we're spilling a little tea on the live on the show. Yeah, fuck it. I uh, fuck that. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. You guys were okay. Originally, you guys didn't want to do it because night in question. A that was that was what a number one. B, by the time everything were kind of settled out, I had already presented who they wanted. Like, and then when, but when it got close to the time to the actual show, I was like, oh, I should probably get the guys, but then it was too late. And, 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 to, and, uh, and my counterpoint to that is all of this is made up. No one's getting paid. <laughs> so who fucking cares? I'm right here. I do <laughs> believe that we said when it, the whole thing went digital, yeah, sure, we'll do digital stuff. Digital stuff is completely But by then it was too from- late for them to, to change their very rigorous and very <laughs> important schedule that definitely required people being anywhere other than their houses it, all hey, the time. I, I will go to bat to, for Charles, the digital media people. They have been very good to us. He's been super accommodating. He has he did the best he could, he, and he, they, but they made the decisions that they made. They had certain slots to fill, and they had certain people that had to get on panels. Well, I'm sure the efficacy of the panel that, uh, that, that, host, that has our name was, was, was wonderful. I'm sure it was a very efficacious and good panel. Yeah, it, it was, actually. It was a really good panel. It was, we talked. I kept that thing on the straight and narrow. I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. Well, I can't wait to listen to it. I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, 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 polyhedron salty edition. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, I noticed. I wasn't gonna, wasn't expecting this, guys. Thanks. <laughs> well, they can. Yeah, if they, you know, anyone has any complaints, they can feel free to uh, feel free to email us about it. <laughs> it was a very good panel. Don't worry, guys. You'll enjoy it. The audience will enjoy it. I'm sure we'll be back next year, and I will definitely, definitely try. Uh, I blame it a lot of it to COVID and just everything getting thrown into the mix well next year's the night in question we're not gonna fucking right, do exactly it. <laughs> that was that was the we're right back where we started on this entire situation was the original thing was you guys weren't gonna be there at all full stop uh scott how's your gaming been um my gaming's been pretty good um uh you know dnd roll keeps rolling around um uh releasing good we got some goddamn good episodes in the can recently yeah that's some there's some high drama high drama really good role play some really cinematic fights um oh boy oh boy i was happy that uh that, that i was able to push you guys to the to the rock and a hard place where john had to make that choice Ugh, i blame myself honestly i blame myself and you'll it'll be a little while before everyone can see that episode but i'm kicking myself still of making some very bad mechanical choices 
by doing that cause an entire cascade effect of problems. Uh, I mean, I will say there's not a lot you can do when you when the wizard uses time stop against you to literally just change the change the face of the battlefield. I'm aware time stops such a bitch, and we are fifth level. So and, and you know he you knew he had that spell because uh, he'd used it before. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about other gaming? Other gaming, um, uh, your D and D game was fun. We actually wrapped that up as of last yes. night. Yes, uh, yeah, wrapped up the uh, Descend to Avernus game, which was super fun. We, we made were super, hacked. Yeah, we done hacked. We got hacked, and they got out. Uh, um, I'm probably going to go a lot more into this, probably in Patreon content or sometime in the future, because I did book cover to cover. The book is mm-hmm. done. I did the whole thing. Yeah, it's good. And uh, Sabat is great. We've got that tomorrow. Record mm-hmm. on not tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to, like, really whoo, shake it out because tomorrow is Star Wars, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomorrow is Star Wars, yeah. Unless yeah. it's not. But it might be. Pretty sure. It's fine. We like playing Star Wars. We have so much Star Wars for everyone. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, no gaming. Gaming's been great. Um, you know, I've been playing a lot of a uh, lot of online gaming as far as the uh, like just computer games with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a group of friends who play sort of like online, mostly like betrayal social games. You love those things. Oh, I love them. I love I love betrayal games. They're so good, just because they lead to such moments of drama. You 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 like you like being either the one who is the bastard or the one accusing the bastard like oh, yeah yeah going after the, bastard? the bastard is fun but nothing nothing compares to a well-executed betrayal yeah yeah exactly. nothing yeah. compares to that feeling of like actually killing off an entire group of your friends yes you hear here folks uh first polyhedron uh endorses killing off all your friends in a fictional setting if that's how you win <laughs> yeah exactly but that's been fun that's been my gaming gaming's been good been having fun with it all right ryan how's your gaming uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, talked. I mean, briefly, we did the D and D yesterday. Uh, probably gonna have Star Wars tomorrow. Pretty sure. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there will be no difficult choices. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't deal in difficult choices anymore. <laughs> I just want you to ride my rails. Just, oh yeah, that's, yeah. You're, that's, that's very true. You do want us. You have something to say, and you say it very loudly, and we just go along. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Some, dude, it doesn't always have to be a fucking sandbox game. Okay, sometimes no, it's just sometimes it's fun. You know, just go pew pew pew. Also, pew, pew. I can't, I can't. We can't spend that much time flying like ass around the galaxy, just doing what what the fuck ever. That's not what these people want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, Star Wars is typically like a movie scenario, so you're kind of on the rails, anyways, because you're. It's really hard to do like the meandering like five year game of like. Oh, we're just a traveling band of mercenaries that keeps finding our way into crazy problems. <laughs> I, I, not, no, thank you. I, shit moves too fast and is too brutal for in that game. But uh, yeah, Sabat's a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, it's fun being someone who is the youngest and knows nothing, but knows the most because he knows too much. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, your most recent feeding scene is gonna gonna go down for the ages. In the uh, cock-up cascade. Yeah, the cock-up cascade. That's, that's, well, no, it wasn't a cock-up. It went well. It went great. It was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I probably should have really not gotten, gotten well, to it. When, when you're, when you're role-playing with Mo, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, you just, you just got to be ready for the ride because that girl knows what she's doing and what she's doing is no good. <laughs> she she solemnly swears that she is up to no good. I, I believe her in that. Uh, yep. and, uh, it yeah, that was fun though. Like, you know, that was that was a wild uh, as, time. I as can't... I've been me and Linda have been watching a lot of horror movies and stuff. We've been talking about a lot of like movie trips and stuff. And Sabat and horror in general is about make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Make bad decisions and you'll have a more entertaining time. And so you kinda kinda go with it. And Sabat's a lot like that. It's like kind of make shitty decisions because you're shitty people well he's you know he's also trying to grow beyond he's trying to grow as right a, as a creature yeah so he ha- he's going to try things that he's not necessarily good at 
Mm-hmm. But you know, well, when you're a vampire. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of what kind of where I'm going to be putting you guys is putting you guys outside of your character's comfort zones and and confronting aspects of your nature and vampirism and who you who and what you are. Uh, that's the whole point of the campaign, uh, yeah. and it go it it goes into really fucked up, dark, weird places because it's Sabat. Yeah, it's Sabat. That's what you. That's the story you tell with Sabat. That's mm-hmm. what it's there for because you can. It's much harder to do that in a camera cam game because yeah. that's not what I they hope, endorse. I hope you like body horror. Yeah, so I, I really hope you like. Scott, body you horror. are digging deep into your into your body horror for that game. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 not done. It's just, well, oh. I'll uh, I'll raise you. <laughs> okay, good. I too am quite good at body horror stuff. Well, you, you you're gonna have to. That's that's good because Reggie slash you is gonna have to step up to some plates. Hey man, I have a version of vicissitude written up now that makes a lot more sense than any garbage I've seen written. <laughs> and uh, you should. Being gooey is very much in it, so I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me, and you should you should um we should work on it and maybe put it out to the to the world. Maybe mm-hmm. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very simplistic as a, as compared to like, because every other write up of vicissitude I've seen is like super wordy and like just insane. It's like, got to have a lot of accept like a lot of caveats on it so that it does not run. It just just runs off the rails. Well, I you know, and here's the thing, I don't agree with that because the thing I wrote basically gets you down to business of everything that you would care about on the mechanical stuff in like a couple sentences and then whatever you between you and the storyteller that's like you and god man it's fine it's like can i do this with this much facility it's like okay but the difficulty is gonna be pretty fucking awful and if you fuck up it's gonna be gross <laughs> nice yeah it's kind of, it's kind of supposed to be yeah but everyone's got their own perspective on those mechanics but i'm sure it's fine meanwhile matt you're matt you're going to church I'm going take me to church. Yeah, yep. I'm taking you to church next. Yeah, week. I'm going. I'm uh, oh, dark, dark church. Just the darkest church. Just there's no lights there. There are no. And I'm interested to see how that that scenario falls out because uh, I've told you I've like eh, honorable accord or path of night. Uh, two very similar but very different. I also things. threw a nocturnal redemption out there for you. I had totally forgotten about that one because that's very unique to Montreal. Ah. And, I'll, um, I'll look that up. I'll, I'll see if that's on it because I don't know the tenants on that one. There, it's very, it's kind of it similar to Path of Night, but it it's more restrained. Mm-hmm. It's it's about it's it's a it's very very tied to religion. Like it's mm-hmm. a very it's a very La Sombra path, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like put your head into the swirly that is the abyss. Right. It's still dark and terrible, and you know not in any way good from a mortal perspective, but it just. It it deals more directly with religion and 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 from the vampire perspective, right? Correct. Yeah, I can I can see that. So more like the path of heaven, like back in it's, the old. It's days. very much like a dark path of heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see that, and that makes sense for the Lysambra as a clan to have sort of access to something like even in the modern night, it's, um, some version of it. It, it. They never really ran with it, but from my opinion, it is what all the Inquisitors are on. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It is like, yeah, you know what? We're terrible monsters, but God's still in charge and fuck infernalists. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. It's like, oh, we need something to say that there is a hierarchy to all of existence mm-hmm. and we are still a part of it. You cannot, you cannot tell, you don't delude yourself to thinking otherwise. Yeah, so my gaming has been pretty much similar. I wrapped up Avernus. I'm very happy about that. I'm interested to see. They left it on an interesting note, which I'll, I'll probably talk about later. Um, but overall I had a good experience and I think my players had a good experience with that. I think everyone had a, had a hit the right notes as it were. Um, I will miss, I will miss us all. Yes. Indeed. Uh, Perhaps we'll have adventures in the future. Yes. So maybe, maybe a few adventures. I have a couple of little minor ideas. Uh, but other than that, mm, I'm doing, oh yeah, because it's been a minute I'm starting up or starting to play in a Horde of the Dragon Queen game, which is, I never played that. I'm, this is with a brand new group of people I don't really know. They're friends of a friend's. So I was like, how did you meet them, you fucking slut? <laughs> <laughs> gross, gross, but okay. Uh, uh, no, I met them because they're friend, they're online friends of people I've known for a little while, tangentially through Facebook, and they're like, hey, I, I put the call out, hey, I want to play D&D. I have a character I, I want to play. I, 
I am putting together the table for Rhyme of the Frostbane, but for obvious reasons, I don't want to roll, run for all the same exact people I'm oh, running for cool. in Star Wars. So by, all, by all means. But getting together a table has been... It's going to be difficult, because not well, selecting for people I run for in Star Wars... You know, and a couple of other factors. But, but the, hey, you know what? The joy I get, I may not be at the joy of you running it and me playing it, but you get to tell me all about it. I'm going to tell you, oh, I'm going to be a nasty bitch. Like, yeah. I'm going to be spilling all their all their dirty business on this podcast. Most likely no one listens to it. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Or just put in Patreon content. We'll make that a, a Ryan, Ryan spilling the tea hour or <laughs> the, whatever. The, the Ryan, the, the quote unquote, these dumb motherfuckers <laughs> moment of the week. <laughs> what did they do this week? Well, they're on the never-ending quest to fight the ice vagina, so... Yelp. They're going to really smash that ice vagina, all right? Uh, man, there's no good segue from that, is there? <laughs> None. So running games. So running it's games. Important. It's important. No, uh, actually, when we go to, we're going to hop into some news. I'm sure we're going to be... It's been a little while since we recorded, so we're probably going to have a lot to talk about. We'll probably bounce bouncing around a lot. But let's go into some news. There's not a whole lot of news except for one gargantuan thing that we all sort of lost our collective minds over from a D&D perspective, which is Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Uh, that is the book they are releasing in November. Um, it is essentially the next Xanathar, and its best way to put it is... PHB 2, really. Yeah, it's what it is. It's the PHB 2. It's going to have a gargantuan amounts of just mechanics for making and playing characters. It has like over 22 new subclasses. It has the artificer in it in case you didn't want to buy Eberron. Right. Um, and it's going to be Faroon, like the narrative of it's going to be stripped of uh, Eberron specific stuff and going to show this is how you do it in Forgotten Realms. Like, yeah, because how... the, the technology difference is really substantial, actually, yeah. on a base level. So that's what's going to present. They're going to have new, we're probably going to get the armor. Um, and because it's got released, we got sort of clarification on if you've seen things in Unearthed Arcana over the last year. It's probably, it may be in a book, but if it's older than a year and it hasn't been published, it is on the cutting room floor. It's not going to get published. There's no reason to sort of harp on it or look forward to it because it's obviously been changed, altered, or put uh, by the wayside. Yeah. And I'm basically like, you can do whatever you want, rhyme. Like, yes. when, if, if, when I'm running it, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let him be like, hey, you want to be a fucking psychic? I'll be, I, yeah, we can be, we can do psionics. It's not going to be fun for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hope you. Of you like having visions. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of going to be psionic stuff, psionic subclasses, uh, just a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. New spells, uh, new ancestry. Basically, they're decoupling a lot of like racial bonuses and racial abilities. And so you can even more customize w what, who your character is. And, it's the, and play out of the, all the non the, the the silliness that came out of that. This is the one thing that I wholeheartedly like. This is actually kind of weird and eugenicsy. Yeah, and also by doing this, it makes character creation a million times better because that way you don't have to like. I like optimizing my characters. I'm a fucking crunchy munchy. I can't help it, and I really don't like not having like having to pick a race that I'm not super interested in playing just to like get a stat bonus that I want. And yes, I know the answer is, Roman Ryan, don't get the plus four. Like, well, fuck you. I want it. Like, I want my <laughs> plus four. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I, yeah, I didn't necessarily think I was going to enjoy playing a water Genasi as much as I did, but I, I, I ended up enjoying it a fair bit. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, I don't want to play a Tiefling, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I have my own issues with like Tiefling is the most... I loved, like Tiefling, love the concept of it, but it's a very overloved race. Like, it's everywhere. Well, charisma, like, okay, well, now Polyhedron talks about D&D. &D. Yeah, <laughs> <nice. laughs> you can, you cut that and you can just put that in, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put that in anytime we start rattling off about D&D. &D. They overcorrected for charisma as the dumb stat, the joke. Yes. Every... 80% of the classes have a use for charisma apparently now. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm being there there are far more charisma casters than there are int casters. Like, there's that's, that's the thing that's crazy to me. Like, oh, artificer and wizard. Yeah, and wizard is End like... list. <laughs> yeah, wizard is actually surprisingly an un underrepresented in my opinion because I think they just need more interesting subclasses that are more evocative. Plus... I think people just don't want to have to maintain a 
their maintain like a spe- an externalized spell list. You exactly hit it on the nose right there. It's like, oh great, it's... a speed bump for me being great. Yeah, I sure uh, hope. Actually... I sure want to negotiate this with my dungeon master. So, Linda, my wife is running a D and D game, and she's told me a lot about it. I'm not playing in it, and she and then she's like, oh, I have a wizard. It's like, okay, if you have a wizard party, you need to remind yourself to put scrolls, spell scrolls into the game for as treasure. Because if you don't, they... Other oh, spell books. Yeah. Like, shit. Just because if you don't, they literally have absolutely... Like, oh, that's cool that you're level five. Do you have a way to access the spell Fireball? Then you don't get to cast it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a real shit sandwich. Yeah. Whereas a sorcerer just kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, like, or any... Oh, a light, every... a light cleric <laughs> gets it. A light domain cleric just yeah. always has Fireball. Every other class in the game just gets the thing that they get. Yeah. And while Wizard has to negotiate a not always, like, fun environment for having to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, now, they do the get GM spells. Make... They get more spells every level, but it's not comparable to what the other ones get. To the pain in the ass. Yeah, yep. to the pain in the ass of having to... Yeah, go literally build a spell book. Also, you have to spend to expand your spell book too, which means you're pouring money that no one else has to pour into pour to getting your spell book. Granted, you have the biggest spell list on the planet, but it's going to take you a while to get there. Yeah, but they really just, I mean, I, do they have anything? I'm surprised they haven't been like, yes, that's right. At certain levels, certain spells just appear in your spell book. Uh, I, I have Otherwise, some thoughts. I- that's yeah. how I would run it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I got a few things to say about that. But back to Tasha's real quick. Uh, they're also going to do magical magical spells, artifacts, and more magical tattoos. That's definitely something yeah. on the list. They're doing magical I, tattoos. I, I, I have I have partaken of a magical tattoo that's not on on books. Nope. But it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> and I think I think there's going to be a lot more fun with doing stuff with magical tattoos and like because that's just that's just vocative. That's just cool. People like to to have more power well um, i've wanted those in the game since like 3-0 yeah because i always thought it was kind of weird how like why can't a monk just have a plus have armor like yeah, yeah, have yeah. like a nice enchanted gi or something or uh, something like how, that lets him punch uh, better it's in like a thousand <laughs> wuja films of like cool tattoos or scarring or something that gives them armor yeah uh, one of the cool cool like rules that are coming out is if people remember the sidekick rules or like the retainer rules that they had, they're refined. They refine them and they're officially releasing them because not only will be these things where you can like, oh, I have a I have a sidekick or a retainer that hangs out with me and can actually in, interact with the world, but they're also going to basically be three micro classes that if you want a like no thinking just it's on your pa- piece of paper, run this character as your class, you can totally do it. Interesting. That's good. I mean, I liked leadership as a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing that's going to make charisma great. Oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that you had to make a like a little dude to go with you. So if yep. you have some pre-made dudes, that'd be yep. cool. Yeah, and you can play the dudes. Like, you can be the, those those sidekick classes and just play with be, uh, with all the other people, just like normal. It's just really dudes. simple. I, I wonder if that comes out of, um, like, the kids from uh, Dragon Heist. Possible, yeah, yeah. That, uh, because, actually, I think the UA came, for sidekicks came out about the time that they started really introducing those those mm-hmm. little those little people, well, little, they, those sidekicks. They use those guys pretty extensively uh, back when Dice Camera Action was still on. Uh, they basically, the kids were like secondary characters for mm-hmm. the, the cast and they fucked yep. around with, with stuff. Speaking of Dice Camera Action. Yes. Uh, news regarding actual play stuff because this upcoming weekend uh, is PAX Online. And the big acquisitions incorporated game is going to have both Evelyn and Strix on, on, on the table. Yep. Uh, so that'll be fun for everyone who's a fan of that, that side of a uh, actual play because those two characters haven't been together in a very long time yes. because of bullshit. Yep. So it's weird that like we are in a place where we have like celebrity drama in role playing now, and that yeah. causes cascading in game, which causes game drama, which then like is you know what Ouroboros, which means they should all listen to our podcast <laughs> to learn how to get the fuck over that shit. <laughs> You're grown ups. Yeah. Yeah. 
be grown ups. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's also money. Money's involved. Yeah, Lots money. of money. Money we're not involved in. You get paid to make the clack clack. Mm-hmm. Maybe be happy that you get paid to do this dumbass job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, th- that'll be fun to see them on the stage together. Uh, I don't know how they're going to be doing it. It's probably be, I don't know if they're actually going to be at the table and like just have everybody have been COVID tested or is it all going to be in the black boxes again? I don't, I don't know. I know they pre-recorded it. Oh, they may, there's maybe the black boxes. I think it's going to be the black boxes. Um, oh, I forgot to mention um, because that ducktails directly into that because you said packs what, East? Packs online. Uh, Packs online. Sorry, because of course they're not being together in an actual. They're nowhere. Yeah, and everywhere. They're nowhere and everywhere. Is uh, on September 18th to 20th we have D and D celebration, which is also going to be showcasing a lot of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and a lot of the new stuff that's probably going to be coming out over the next and all the way into the new 2021. So be looking forward towards that. Um, other than that, there hasn't been a super amount of like straight RPG news. Oh, um, Scion Demigod is on Kickstarter. Yeah. Obviously, they have, within less than a day, they within like in a couple hours, they were over their mark. So I'll probably be back in it towards the end uh, and be getting the bo- Demigod since I have both Hero and Scion. Oh, Hero and... Uh, it's called Origin. Or- origin. Or, or what is or- it? Or- origin. Or- yeah. or- origin and Hero. And I want Demigod and obviously I'll probably get God whenever that comes out. And Mass Mythos. Yeah, it, it's like it. I swear, it's like it's asymptote. It's like you get ever closer to it, but it never, never gets there. It's never there. Yeah, I swear. I mean, we may be trolling. Uh, also, patron content. We're probably talking a lot about Lovecraft Country. And wow, I have thoughts and feelings. I haven't um, seen the least latest episode. Then you. Oh boy. Well, that that. that uh, there goes that. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll that's be talking about it later. I'll be watching it tomorrow. Yeah, but regardless, for for obviously. Uh, we're having a good time with all of our gaming stuff, and there's some cool stuff on the horizon. I'm super intrigued by Tasha's culture of everything, though I think I would have preferred it called Tasha's Tome of Everything, because she, supposedly she is the one who wrote the Demonomicon in, like, the hey. canon. They already had a Tome of Foes. Yeah, I guess so. Because Mordenkainen had all the tomes and the fiend yeah. folios. Mm. So, I'm, I'm I mean, wondering if they're ever going to make Elminster have a, have a book. Hmm. That'd be nice, I, yeah. uh, but I wonder if I mean they had Xanathar, which is a strictly Forgotten Realms character. Mm-hmm. Elminster's kind of just a sad old dude, like in the yeah. modern, like yeah. in the right now ish no, canon. It, it should be Elminster's little black book, and it's just all of his <laughs> all of his sex <laughs> ventures. Oh, dude, the, yeah, the the book of erotic fantasy is Elminster themed. Fantastic. <laughs> uh. And this has been. The polyhedron talks about D and D. Polyhedron talks about D and D. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. This was Polyhedron's last episode. This was <laughs> Polyhedron's last. Episode. Now, uh, I was actually thinking of something far more wholesome, like Elminster's like guide to the Dales, which is all about everything from the far end of the short coast all the way to the rest of the like you know the, the main you know, continent. Real Faroon. Yeah, yeah, the rest of Faroon, like. 90 percent of it yeah flyover fairy some dragons call it flyover dales (laughs) (laughs) uh fucking coastal adventurers yeah it's really it's coastal coastal adventures yeah sort of coastal adventures (laughs) it's all about them it's all about them i understand why they wanted they wanted to hyper focus and like all right we are we are we need to we want all this stuff to be very accessible and interconnected because if you start trying to explain everything, it starts, wow, every, crazy. Yeah, dude, the Sword Coast has so much, like, in terms of being front-loaded in terms of the names that everyone has ever heard of in all of Dungeons & Dragons and yep. Forgotten Realms that working your way west or eastward is going to be, it's, it's, it's a process. <laughs> Man, like, a, bun- a couple of cities located on the west, west coast of a continent being, like, just all-consuming, important thing, and the people that live there just really just see that as the part of the world that really matters. Yeah, yeah, they have the, they, they're just, like, completely saturated with all of the entertainment sector. All the bards seem to be from there, well, know each other. Yeah, and all the, like, the high-end Arcanical, Ar- Arcanatech. Arcanatech, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some hubs, there, there's some hub places with all of the magic tech oh, that they yeah, have all the fucking wizards towers just yeah. everywhere and you know fucking coastal elite and then where where what what hold on what coast is wizards of the coast referring to what coast is that the west west 
West. West. Okay, all West right. Coast. So I guess there's uh, a lot of parallels. And there's some here. exotic islands off the coast. Yeah. Some interesting yeah. things that go on I wonder, there. I wonder how self-aware a wizard is of that. Well, but wizards, they're not they, people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit, but you also got to remember that Greenwood made made Forgotten Realms before it really became a D&D setting. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you did have it. some critiques. But regardless, we actually have a show to do. So we're going to go on to the main topic. This is a little one's a little fun. It's a little, a little relaxing for us. A little jazzy. A little jazzy. Yeah, a little, little, little improv, which is uh, I wanted to be like, okay, guys, um, part of D&D. Uh, oh my. All right, Matthew, unplug from the D&D. Matthew, there are other games. Yeah, there are other games. D&D is not all role-playing. Oh, my God. Uh, I literally did. If you heard that, everyone, I literally did slap myself on the forehead. I heard uh, it, so they probably did. Oh yeah. I said to the guys, "Hey, let's all pitch a game because that's part of being a game master, or a dungeon master, or whatever." Is I got a game and I need to onboard my players. And what we're going to do is each of us are going to pitch an idea that we've had, and then the other two that are not pitching are going to like sort of spitball brainstorm some concepts of if we were to play that what we would you play and just have a fun conversation about it sounds good so who it. wants to go first i'll do it Thanks, Yay. sacrificial lamb as always no one expected that i bet oh no it came out of left field all right so this game will be taking place in the second edition unknown armies setting Ooh. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what Unknown Armies is, it's really hard to fucking explain, but just know that magic is, there is a magical underground, it is very urban fantasy, but there are basically two types of magic that matter. There is paradox magic, in which people become so obsessed with a concept and a worldview that it literally allows them to bend reality into that worldview. I'll give examples in a second. And avatars, which basically take on the uh, archetype of a thing or a type of mythical archetype to give them superpowers so in that case you would have the warrior the whore the the hunter so on and so forth Adepts, very tarot card yeah it's very tarot card and they have a, a slightly different power system than the adepts who use charges that they earn from doing weird ass rituals uh, and adepts can be anything from like videomancy um you know uh, plutomancy bibliomancy basically any sort of Money man, money magic. Yeah, that's the thing. There's uh, because I've heard about unknown armies before, and there's a lot of terminology. I'm like, huh, what? What, what was? Yeah, it? you what? have to actually know the what the Latin roots of words mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, plutocrat, plutocracy. Mm. Ah, that makes a lot more one. sense now. Oh, um, yeah. but basically, so the basic setup is this: your coven has uh, in it. Well, okay. Nah, we'll just do it this way. Your coven has in it someone whose, av whose avatar is the great detective. They are... Now, it's very annoying. They, you, may, you don't know whether they have an English accent or not. Like, for real. <laughs> I mean, could have been born in Des Moines, for all you know. Uh, definitely does the cocaine injections part. Less, than, less on the racism. Um, That's fair, but, it's fair. So... Your friend comes to you and points out that over the last, and it takes place 2020 right now, might as well, doesn't matter, um, that there have been a number of media disruptions, but it, they happened in places all over the world in places where it wouldn't necessarily become like headline news in America or any other like Western nation that, oh, Fucking Cambodia's internet just stopped right. for a day or something, but they happened in pretty. But they happened in smaller countries. Um, there were disruptions in uh, in Canada for uh, in, for a number of territories, but they were pretty minor. Also, some weird commercials sometimes showing up, like stuff that's like, oh, this is in Japan, but this is weird for Japan, like. This is a weird commercial, even for Japan. Showing <laughs> yes, global disruptions just in places where people wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big, it's not international news that these things are happening, but they are happening. And there's a, at least seven of them that have happened over the past month. Mm. Now, 
to explain a little further, adepts, when they do things, they have three types of charges. They have the minor, the significant, and the major. You have to perform a ritual of a certain size to get a certain charge. But when you have major charges, of which you can only hold one at a time, you can perform godlike changes, like right. big, big mojo. So it stinks to you, or it stinks to your friend that this might be something, someone trying to do something very large, something very big, but you're not sure what yet. And uh, so I guess my, so how would you like to do this? Would you like me to just go person by person? Whatever. Sure. Okay. Let's, let's so, sit down and rap with the kids. Turn right. the chair around. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll start with Matt. Matt, okay. would you be interested in being an adept or would you inter be interested in being an avatar? Um, uh, I know I, there are third options. Let's make it simple, kids. Well, let's make it very simple because, man, they, the two are kind of crazy and they just get crazier from there. If you yeah. go down oh, that well, rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's willing psychosis. Don't, yeah. don't get like part of being more and more powerful in your chosen thing is you either. I think avatars don't have to truly believe their own bullshit, but adepts no. really do. Right. Adepts have to absolutely believe that avatars have the ability to take on and off the mask. However, when their mask is off, they don't have powers. But they, when they decide to put the mask back on, they have powers, but they've got to do the thing full tilt. So really, the only person in your coven right now that would be defined would be the great detective. Yeah, I would probably be an avatar because I've looked at unarmed armies before and I've never really got to play. So I'd probably do an avatar of some type. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I look. Uh, probably something. It depends on the nature of want? the coven. What the what we think the coven's all about. Well, you know, with the you know, if you wanted to make it about solving problems oh okay sure um let's say you one i might suggest for you would be the hunter right like that is a that is a kind of goes hand in hand with someone who's the avatar of the great detective in that you know seeking finding uh you know there's a you can also like i'm not held to any particular avatar viewers like i want to be this archetype like that also works yeah the also, hunter would work um actually or i just had spark this is what why you should brainstorm uh maybe not an avatar and a debt but somebody who's like really focused on like tools and like fixing things like things right. that like uh, okay yeah like yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah super into like uh, my thing is a super blue collar like plumber Gotcha. Okay. I, like, a, I don't like a handyman, know. but it's like hyper like handyman. I know there are there are some sort of adept classes that deal with that. I don't know the name of it because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. like you said, it's a weird one. But yeah, if you wanted to be an adept that deals with like it would really come down to we'll call it like a tinkermancer, basically. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. You okay. believe that everything in this universe down to the atomic level, it can be reorganized, retinkered, reformed. To fit your will, right? Like, yeah, like a modern transmuter. If you want to get like an alchemist, right. but it's all and about like, oh, you need the right tool for the right job at the right time, and you can do these crazy things, right? And rituals for you would be like stuff like assembling and <laughs> field tripping and reassembling a gun in an inappropriate place would be a charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Note the inappropriate it, place part. <laughs> <laughs> like, like building some, get, getting something at IKEA and building it, yeah, in like just without instructions. And, yeah, without instructions. without instructions. That'd be a minor. That would definitely you be like a minor spend charge. Spend hundred dollars on it though. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and so on and forth. I think you, I think we got it. Okay. Uh, that'd be that'd be a lot of well, fun because it would it would play in the idea of like the great detective doing the detective thing, but it's my analysis of a thing and being very helpful in that I can put things together uh, and take them apart. And the thing about unknown, unknown armies is there's absolutely no guarantee everyone survives or doesn't go completely batshit motherfucking insane. Yeah, Because going batshit insane, this is one of the few games that has trauma meters Ooh, that yeah. are like, you either fail it or you become hardened to it, and either one of those is not great. <laughs> right. There's no quote-unquote winning or keeping the status quo in unknown armies. You are no. on the roller coaster of your character, and I uh, just hold on. Just hold on and go. Okay. So I think we have a good idea of where we are 
in for for Matt Scott, would you like to? Do you have a thought on what you would like to be? I, I do have a thought. I, I kind of I think I would be an adept, uh, and I want to be the trash man. The trash man? Yeah, I want to be like trash man. Like trash mage. Oh, like, trash mage. Refusive answer. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's the, cool. Ev- ev- anything that anyone could possibly want has probably been thrown away, uh, and there are greater treasures at the bottom of a dump than in any bank vault. Interesting. Mm. I have. There's obviously no written version of that, but mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, like utter uh, is super modular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the nice thing is that there's a series of powers. They all work out basically the same. And like at that point, it would be uh, this is my ritual. It has to be some sort of weird, inconvenient, idiosyncratic thing that isn't comfortable for you to do. You know, well, and that, it's also it's like it's make that work, like magical dumpster diving and like, magical dumpster diving, or it's like a weird offshoot of what's called urbanomancy, urbanomancy, which is mm-hmm. you know the city provides and the city, like belief in the city as your higher power and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, and I, I see his relationship to the to the great detective as being slightly antagonistic. Uh, because you know, I, I find great things too. I, I find secrets too. I just find them in the fucking garbage. Yep. Right. And to, and for this, because it's an international like problem, you could probably solve it from within the confines of the U.S. Maybe, but you would probably maybe have to go as far somewhere in North America. But you would have to leave a city where you're comfortable, and that would be a big yeah. thing for probably you know for you especially because you're used to your Mm-hmm. Center, yeah, but like, I, but I also like, like you see- would probably declare a trash heap. This is my landfill. Mm-hmm. This is my special landfill. It's got my stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But I can also see him doing stuff like diving into one dumpster and coming out of another. Right. If you needed to do some sort of transit or like mm-hmm. weird, or even if it's not a person, that might be a, like a big, a significant thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like a minor thing would literally be like you could literally you all dumpsters are your storage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could box. put your hand in a garbage can and pull out your like a bag of holding, just like grab whatever is in your like vault, your trash mm-hmm. vault. Yeah. And so you always have something that you need. As long as you have it and it's in your trash vault, you can have access to it. That's cool. I like that. that I, I'm feeling good. a very urban, a very urban slash like like d- street level group well that's like that's unknown armies like i know yeah. armies is well, very, yeah. like, oh, well that's all that's all it is well there is a there is cosmic level play like there mm-hmm. is like crazy like you're too big like this is too big level stuff yeah. that you can deal with if but you want to there's not a lot of middle ground yeah there's actually a numerical point where like if you go over because it's a um a percentage system and basically you you bring your numbers ever higher and higher to roll under them with a percentage die there are certain like points where it's like oh did you hit 80 in your like soul value you're different now like that's just a you're a different type of thing yeah you've graduated because i remember reading that the that the avatars like they become god walkers and it's like they they start going into a pantheon essentially they start ascending upwards but they can only ever destroy the one in front of them in order to get higher so this is constantly eating its own tail it's like not a great, it's it's not a happy thing. It's not a happy thing. No. Yeah, I, I I like this idea of this little group, this little like merry band of super misfits uh having to solve a weird international issue. Which you don't have to solve it, but it is a thing that's happening and it's probably bad. Yeah, no. I mean... Uh a couple questions then, because we're still spitballing on your ideas, like you would what what three three players? Because it sounds like Unknown Armies is a fairly intimate yeah, it's very intimate. It's very small. It's very personal. So yeah, it would probably be like one, you two plus like one other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then the great detective would be around for as long as he's around if he's all if he makes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah, might I, have a have a one one cocaine bender too much. Just one. Just Maybe one. see one thing too many. Yep. Mm. Yep. He left. Oh, that's I like he, that. That's very cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. I like that pitch. It's a pretty good pitch. Uh, just the general, like, hey, guys, hold on. This is going to be a ride. Um, oh, yeah. You want to go next, Scott? Yeah, I'll go next. To... Okay. Uh, cool. So I have an idea for a Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition game. Shocker. Uh, yeah, well, hey, Nate, what you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it is set in the city of Winston-Salem, which is in North Carolina. Uh, Winston-Salem is not a huge city, but it's it's not small. 
it's known for actually a, a number of things. Uh, it's the most religious city in North Carolina. There are a lot of churches, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of faiths are very active in that city. Uh, it used to be a very big deal because a lot of the headquarters of the tobacco industry uh, is in that city. Interesting. Uh, you know, tobacco is not as big deal as it was, but it's still still got still, money. Still pretty big money. Um, and it is also known for its arts and education. Um, there are a lot of universities, a lot of arts. Uh, it has a thriving arts scene. Uh, the North Carolina School for the Arts is uh, in Winston-Salem, uh, which is a pretty pretty big deal, just sort of general arts. Like not even not liberal arts. I'm talking about like performance, painting, filmmaking. Right. Um, actually spent about six weeks, six weeks there when I was a kid uh, at a summer camp. That's pretty fun. But, uh, so the, the nighttime of Winston-Salem has, for the past couple of years, been goddamn brutal. It has been knives out uh, between the Camarilla and the Anarchs, uh, because a lot of the old school Bruja, when the, when the split between the Bruja and the Camarilla came, mm. a lot of the old school Bruja, who are deeply entrenched in the university system, decided, fuck that, we're staying with the Cam. Ah, I, I like my power. I'm not going to give it up. And then there's a lot of young, you know, young Bruja who are rah-rah anarchs. It's time to, time to burn this fucker down. Um, so the Bruja clan is split in Winston-Salem pretty, pretty viciously. Uh, and there's tension between the Cam and the Anarchs. There's tension amongst the Cam. There's a tension amongst the Anarchs. And it has been nasty. It has been just really rough really like everyone has knives out for everyone else and things were very much coming into a head until two nights ago when the second inquisition rolled in and took out the Camarilla Elysium and the uh, Revolutionary Council of the Anarchs. Yikes. Uh, 90% of kindred are gone, dead, either destroyed or pulled into black black vans uh, and being held on black sites um, most of your, most of whatever coterie you were a part of, not there anymore. You, you can't find them. You can't get in contact with them. Uh, so any of the players in this game would be not from the same coterie, probably not from the same faction, but mm. if you are to survive, you need to have someone at your back because the second Inquisition is in town and is mopping the fuck up. Hmm. Interesting. So it's kind of a it's kind of a reverse horror uh, thing where the humans are coming for you, right? Right. And you have, a you have to make a survival game. Yeah, you have to make fast friends with people who just a few nights ago you were planning to murder. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Well, now I know too much. I know too, I know a lot about vampires, so that makes this a much harder, indeed, <laughs> a much harder ask. So we will start with Matthew. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Love that. Mm. Uh, no, what that seems interesting. Um, actually, I'd probably go really stock standard with this because you've already sort of highlighted the Bruja as a mm -hmm. big part of it. Probably one of the Bruja. Probably one of the uh, old, probably one of the new school Bruja, one of the Anarchs. But okay. maybe had really close ties to his sire, who was a Cam. Mm -hmm. And they were just recently had split sort of between them. Like he was an academic, they're both academics, they're both smart. And what he was like, oh, you were going to be my protege, everything was going to be great. And the, but then we had like a, a deep philosophical difference between the cam and the anarch. Mm -hmm. And I went anarch, he can't, stayed cam. And but we still kept talking, but also planning for the inevitable betrayal mm -hmm. of each other. Mm -hmm. So it was this really big rift between us. I think I'd probably do something like that. Well, there's also heavy, I mean, I, I like that concept, that's really yeah. cool. Uh, but it's also, Heavy Ventru because of the tobacco industry, right, uh, right. and Heavy Toreador because of the arts. Uh, any of those would work. Like I'd yeah. be cool with playing any of those. The Bruja would be fine because those are obviously front and center, but Ventru yeah, would saying, be I, also really good. I just said that because yes, I front and center the Bruja conflict, but there's the other clans are, are very present. Are very as well. well, well, probably something like that. That'd be cool because that's that's the his tension, his personal tension would be uh, old established power versus new power. And what happens when your support structure that you used to have is completely gutted, like completely gutted. And what are you going to do? Because if my sire was destroyed, assuming 
that's was the case it's like do i get revenge but i was planning on like doing something about him anyways well it, like, was, it would it would start with a lot of unknowns you're correct you, yes you don't know who, you don't know who's who you don't know who's been taken you don't know who's been destroyed you don't know if anyone oh yeah that's that's another thing um uh this might not be known at the uh, head of the, at the heart of it, but the reason the Second Inquisition uh, came down so hard is because someone screwed up. Mm. Someone embraced the wrong person. Uh, someone embraced basically a uh, a very deeply religious, like Ivy League um, uh, kind of per- person who just in, as soon as they were able to get out from under their sire's, th- uh, sire's thumb, ran back to the church and said. I have all of this information. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody squealed very hard. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah. Someone got out from under the thumb, and there's that. But anyway, then, yeah. Then we get the question of: Do we know this person? Yeah, exactly. Do, do you know it? this person? Is that are they alive? There would probably be rumors. Uh, there would probably be rumors regarding that. Um, uh, but there's also like the idea of: Well, they're, if they're on black sites, can we get to the black sites? Yeah. Because if we can free them. Then you can. Then we can. We have more people that owe us, as well as we may get access to information and stuff on the Second Inquisition to order to like mobilize and, and put up a defense. Yeah, yep. that'd be that. That'd be kind of cool. I like that. I like that concept for a game because it's very, it's very proactive. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. like they are on the streets. Think, they are looking for you. Go. They have weird technology that can sniff you out. Yeah, you know they are here in force, and yep. it's not a joke. Yeah, ran. I think because of that, I think a thin blood would be kind of fun, right? Like, because that's a it's really... like because it would be really funny to very suddenly be. It's like, hey man, um, they can't spot you immediately. Like, you can actually like not get sniffed out perfectly, or you have some measure of weird alchemical ability to hide. Also. LOL, where are your clans now, assholes? Like, yeah. You can yeah, do that with I, well, a Khajiit or, or a Thin Blood. It's yeah, like, you know, oh, clans. Know. How cute. That's sweet of you. Where are they now? Oh, oh they're like, all dead. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you need me? You need me. Oh, you, you need, need me. me. That's sweet. You know, yes, I'll kill your humans for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, that's actually, Ryan, that's a brilliant, like, master strip because you would need somebody like that, like a ghoul or something, to help you. you would, masquerade long yeah. enough to get everything done yeah you would yeah, need so, someone who can actually exist in the world maybe yeah. to survive this Sudden, suddenly having active skills of avoiding law enforcement and avoiding detection like very useful i mean and then there's always the idea of like where the nos in the situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like they, where are they yeah, like isn't that a great question? Yeah, yeah, that, that was another thing I thought of. Was like, yeah, the Nos, yeah, the Nos have disappeared just like everyone else, but that means something very different for the Nosferatu. Did they disappear before? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like did they disappear just before it all happens? Like, oh no, they knew before this was going to happen, and they well, they like... the the Second Inquisition by in, in canon actually uh, got Shreknet like taken down. Yep. So mm-hmm. the the odds that the Nosferatu, and not to be like, well, actually, mm-hmm. but like the odds that the Nosferatu knew ahead of time uh, is probably pretty low because the Second Inquisition had their number. But my bet would be they, you know, they still scouting. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, that's a lot of weird. Hey, that's a lot of black van. What do they do? What are they? Oh, uh, that's flamethrowers. All right, lock we gotta down go. Mode. All right, we're going down. <laughs> we got to go. Deep, deep down. Huh. A lot of, I, I get a lot of weird companies that all are, are renting out all of the ends in like the metro area. All of them. What? <laughs> we got to go. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So Raleigh, 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 Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh. Uh, actually, that's, that's a little small critique. Small critique. Why doesn't everyone just leave? Um, I mean, that is a possibility. This happened two nights ago. Getting out of the city at this at this exact moment might be yeah, hard. There, there are probably there are probably excuses of why people are getting stopped on the highways. Yeah, uh, okay. Yes, because we all know around. that law, we all know that law enforcement needs lots of good reasons to <laughs> randomly set up a roadblock and harass you. They need yeah. all the reasons for that, and there's yeah. definitely something you can do about it if they choose to do that. Mm-hmm. 
No, but oh, that right. was just a critique I had. But yeah, you're, if, <laughs> if it's just like, yeah, they're just going to stop you. And get to remember, vampires can only travel so for so long. Mm-hmm. They're just stuck. Unless they're a gangrel, they're, plus, it's going to be very difficult you, to travel. You're, you have the curse of, but this is my home. Yeah. This is my place that I have put roots down. Why would I leave it? Why would I go to some other monster's territory who I may or may not know, who yep, I may or may yep. not have some other relationship with? Because we all know how well refugees everywhere get treated. <laughs> also, uh, there's also a little bit of the like the, the, the ambition boiling in every empire going, oh, the entire power structure is gone. If I can just weather the storm, mm-hmm. I can rebuild. I can be the prince. Yeah, I could be the big one on, on top. Or, yeah, uh, I, I, I have this video or, of uh, the fucking cops dragging the prince out into a fucking black van after, you know, cutting his arms off. Yeah, I like that. Super, like, active. I like that type of story where there there's pressure on the, your back going, you've got to make decisions and go and try your best. And But there's something always pushing you forward. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I dig it. On to me? On to you. All right. Um, I have uh, been, because I've been running Avernus and I've been consuming a lot of D&D media, um, I'm going to do a D&D game, but this is going to be completely homebrew. Um, this okay. is all going to be top down my thing, um, even with my own custom world. So here is sort of my, and Matt Koval has a really cool thing called the, uh, the, the pitch document, which is the thing you would hand the players and be like, here, read this. If you like this, this is the game I want to try to play, and you can get on board with it. So I'll read at least the first part of it because it's like literally a paragraph. Uh, it's called The game is called In the Shadow of the Monolith. Uh, sadistic laughter of Gabru, a.k.a. goblins, echo across the valley sky as they flee from the burning hamlet of Sutter. Where, where it not for the quick thinking and quicker hands would have fallen to their barbarism. Now the borough master rallies the townsfolk to her cause and marshals them to punish those that would destroy their livelihoods. She sends her posses out into the foothills of Mount Alder, the singular peak that looms over the hamlet, to strike at these vile creatures and restore a sense of order to the community. It is The game type is a dungeon delf. It will be predominantly a dungeon delf. Uh, it will fairly be on rails up to a certain point, but then it will quickly drop off and a lot more agency will be given to players and what they want to do. Um, part of it uh, is uh, there's something called the player buy-in, which is a short little paragraph about here's what to expect. Here's the objective information to the players going, these are the types of things you should know if you're going to make a character. One is it's the, the game is predominantly about discovering ancient history and what to do with that information. Uh, your character should have been a part of the community. Either you're born there, you've lived there for a while, or you've been an extremely frequent visitor. So you know each other, essentially. Everyone needs to come up with like wh- how you relate to each other. Um, and yeah, comes up with know why you know the rest of the group and what your relationship with everyone is. Uh, because the game will going to do a hot start, which is you're already in the, in the woods, actively going after the groups that bur- tried to burn down your entire little village, essentially. Uh, so that is the basics. Uh, one of the limitations uh, is, besides being homebrew, is there are no half-breeds, so no half-orcs, half-elves, that kind of thing. And there are only three playable races, basically humans, elves, and orcs. They all, inter- they all intermingle in the, in this, in the little village uh, peacefully, but they are only three distinct at this time races. I'd like to hear your pitches. What do you think of that? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I would, um, I would think I would probably do a... An orc ranger. Orc ranger. Got it. Cool. Yeah, who is kind of uh, not not really part of the community, but like lives in the woods, comes in from time to time, uh, you know, selling selling you know pelts and meat and and herbs that he's discovered. Absolutely. Um, kind kind of an outsider, but like not really part. Like he like I said, he's not actually part of the community, but he's not not an outsider in in terms of like oh look at that guy like he's well a, they're he's all like cool. oh it's it's woodsman bill he's mm-hmm. woodsman bill's coming into town okay hey woodsman bill how you doing yeah like, exactly doing fine and just walk off just like walk off to do what you were doing mm-hmm. uh but like probably like so he you know he it's one of those things of like yeah he likes the town he likes the people here yeah he's 
doesn't want to spend a lot of time around him because he's a lonely, lonely, loner kind of guy. Yeah, okay, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but so, when it, uh, but when it all goes to town, then like that's when the Rambo comes on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all like those fuckers have to pay. Yeah, My, yeah, yeah. got to do this. No, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm thousand percent behind that. I can do that. Ryan, what about you? Um, so I want to play a knowledge cleric who was the town educator. Absolutely. Thousand percent. I was the school, I was the school teacher. Like yep. and I was a cleric of Ogma or whatever the fuck God we're dealing with here. Yep. And these little sons of bitches attacked my fucking kid and I'm gonna fucking beat their heads in with a goddamn mace yep. and figure out why this is happening. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna, the, and we're gonna dive whole... deep. One of one of the kickers of like I was going to set up a little bit more, but I, I thought it was a little too extraneous for the pitch argument. Was like you've had to deal with the goblins before, but they've only like raided a farm or took cattle or like some resources. Yeah, it's like it's 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 goblins with Molotov cocktails trying to burn everyone's house down. Like it was like uh, this has never happened before. What is going on? We can assess one of two things. All right, so I have There's... a question: Did we elect Fantasy Trump? Uh, no, no. Not yet. Then I am 100% on board with your fantasy world. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, if we did not, if we did not recently elect fantasy Trump and thus are, and thus have uh, uh, enacted the rage of goblin antifa. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, here's the thing. Maybe they elected goblin Trump. Oh, that's true. And they've got all riled up. Yeah. And now they're trying to get out of there. All right, making a note already. Goblin. Trump. Trump. I mean, just Got think it. about it. Just think about it. It's a fucking like big fat goblin with like a bad like 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 scalped human's hair. Yeah, yeah. Been definitely wafted. not a person. Yeah, not his hair. No, nah. <laughs> definitely hair. not his. Hair. Or, or just, so just or like, the Goblin like, King from the Hobbit. Yeah, it's like a goat hair that's been like dipped in gold. <laughs> and put up, put like a goat tail and it's and it's, uh, yeah, on top of his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got a great a great big red sash. It's too long. It says best boy on it. Uh, d- dude, guys, you're writing my game for me. I love it. <laughs> we can go all day. We can go all day. No, no, I, I liked it because I actually have, because it's my own homebrew world, I have a lot of, like, custom things besides gods and cosmology, but I also have been fun coming up with my own sort of, like, government, like how mm-hmm. the government works, like the borough master is elected, but you have to be certified to become a borough's master from like the head of state, essentially. So there's a lot of like bureaucracy involved, but it's, uh, that's more like, that's stuff that you guys won't be dealing with. That's just for my edification in my sure. own head, how the world works. But yeah, those both sound perfectly fine. I love the idea of a teacher who's like, yeah, I'm a teacher. They fucked with my kids. I need to go out and we need to do something about that. And definitely would start everyone at third level because yeah, yeah well, that's that's where you start. Yeah, Rhyme of the Frostman starts at first, and that might not be the case. <laughs> <laughs> that might be like we're just gonna we're just gonna be third level for a little while, guys. All right, that's very cool. Thank you, guys. I, I liked all. I think all of those were really cool concepts of things I would like to play in and have people play. Uh, what uh, before we get out of here? What were your thoughts on like the process of actually making like your pitch? Like, what did you think about it? I generate RPG contains basically continuously in my head. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like I literally just thought about it for a couple of minutes. And well, had... it would have been really easy, but you said don't do one you're super comfortable with. So I had to like think about it. Uh, um, I, I'm sorry that I didn't hold to that myself, but I, then I would just I got baked onto this oh, idea. Brownie points for me. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, you you did a win because I definitely don't know Jack and I mean I have played Unknown Armies a grand total of like a few sessions and I've read a fair bit about like just the machinery and how it all works, but like yeah I don't know Jack shit about Unknown Armies, <laughs> but yeah no 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 it was fine it was easy enough like it was a, it was a paragraph thought about it in the shower yeah for me writing the pitch document was very informative it really made me have to nail down some more aspects of my universe that I wasn't thinking about. I will say that I uh, appreciated the what should you expect because it wasn't until you said that this is going to be a uh, Dungeon Delvey learning, learning on knowledge mm-hmm. campaign. And I was like, oh, well, that's something to hang your hat on. Yep. Something like that is good because it's like, okay, well, I can build a character around a totem pole or a tent pole of this thing. So I can at least not be the guy, but a guy. A guy. Involved um, in- something I didn't go over, but it'll be in the pitch document that goes over is like you have these, you have the game type, but then you like label out like certain key pillars of the game, like combat, intrigue, moral and ethics, discovery and weirdness, and you rate them from low to high. So then you, and you go, okay, when you, this is what you expect from this game. So you're like, oh, 
I know, oh, high combat. Okay, I know I'm going to have a lot of combat characters, but if it's low combat, but a lot of like politics, I got to play a certain type of character to really like lean into that game or lean against and make it unique to my character. Or be like, no, but when it's violence time. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun coming up with this little little setup. I hope to run it eventually. But regardless, that's really cool. Thank you very much, guys, for participating. Well. Audience, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, hope we sort of like just showcased live sort of how we process and pitch our games as well as like things you can do at home when you want to like pitch your games and what you should think about when pitching your game. But anyways, uh, we're going to be out on that here. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Roll some dice. Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Melkav on Twitter. And I'm at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.